No, you don't ramble. You're right to the point. Dude, you're, yeah, yeah. You're really not, you're really not very good at podcasting, if I'm being honest. No, not at all. I don't want to be good at it. What is up, party people? New Year, same us, whether you like it or not. Just the original crew today, and it's a good thing we didn't have much to talk about because we answered a boatload of y'all's questions from the last few weeks. Scott's headed to Euroland next week to meet his new teammates, so we'll probably get a guest on or two over the next couple weeks until he's able to get back in the pod. So if you have any suggestions for guests you'd like to see on the show, give us a shout and we'll see what we can make happen. All questions and feedback for the show can be sent to bonkbrospodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram. We've got Bonk Bros, Scott McGill Jr., Dylan Johnson, Adam Saban Six, whatever. Oh yeah, we briefly talk about our Patreon during the show today, so we want to give a big shout to all of our loyal patrons. I know it seems like this podcast thing is easy because you can stream basically any one of millions of podcasts at any time to your phone, but to quote my homie Gucci Mane, stunting ain't nothing. There's real dollars and time that goes into this, and we really appreciate all the support. All right, enough is enough. Let's get this bong roast party started. Through the holidays? Nope. No? No, no my knees kind of I took all last week off the bike. Holy crap, man. Off-season off 2.0. <laughs> what have you been up to, Scott? My knees kind of fucked. What do you do? Oh, still for, from those big rides? Yeah. Dude, I think it's from uh, wearing leg warmers. Dude, I, I, I feel that, man. Like, yeah. I, feel, I, I think that a leg warmer shouldn't be super tight. It should actually be kind of yeah. loose. Otherwise, it's like pushing your patella in. And I, if I, there's one pair of leg warmers that I have that's too tight, and I swear it gives me knee problems after I'm done riding. It's never been yeah. so bad that I can't ride, but I get done with a ride. I'm like, why do my knees hurt? Yeah, I just started doing. I get like the same knee injury like every year. I started doing, do, you know, do you, four or five hour rides. Not even that. Do long. you wear knee warmers like just knee warmers then, or like normal bibs? Like both bibs or leg warmers, like tights. Full length tights that are like bibbed, you know. Okay, that doesn't really matter like, as long as it's squeezing your knee. Whatever who, clothes you who's wear. Who's the guy on uh, okay. Lotto Sidal who got the hour record a while ago? Why can't I think uh, of his name? Uh, Campanerts. Yeah, Campanerts. Oh yeah, Victor Campanerts. He has a YouTube channel, and I've watched a few of his videos. He has one video where he was talking about how he cuts he cuts a hole where his knee is in his yeah, leg warmers. That's what I do. That's what you do. So you ride around with no, so yeah, with like, dude. But that's like the whole point of knee warmers or leg warmers is like to keep your knee joint warm. Well, it keeps the rest of your leg warm. I, I feel like the solution is not the solution is not to cut a hole where the knee is. The solution is to get get them loose enough that they're not pushing your patella in. Yeah, or get like ones that are like loose in the front of your knee. Mm-hmm. Like they would have to be like specially made or or like. Ones that are just like looser in the front of your knee. Yeah, yeah. You should try. So, so I just got uh, this year like a. So in the past, for like fat biking in the wintertime, um, I just went to like TJ Maxx and bought like women's leggings. They're like seven dollars nice. each, and <laughs> and like those were great. Like they're super warm. But this year, I actually got like a, an actual dedicated. Uh, I don't know winter pair of bibs. 
Um, they're you don't about just borrow your forty-five. You don't just borrow your wife's leggings. No, dude. Because the problem is, like, the reason I got cheap ones is because, like, eventually you wear a hole in the ass. So, like, mm. I'm not going to spend you know a ton of money. So, like, I just get the cheap ones, and then they wear out after a couple seasons, and it's fine. But the, yeah. the 45 North ones that I got, Scott, they have like they're loose in your knee, and they're like a, like a kind of gusseted or whatever in your knee, and they've got like yeah. a wind protector in the knee. So like, yeah, it's like double nice. double protection. I don't know. You should try something like that. Yeah, but they're like full some- bibs though. You can't like take them off in the middle of your ride. I don't know. I it's also like- do, I don't really understand the point of knee warmers. I'm just yeah. I, I, don't get I have I don't get some it. knee warmers, but it's like. If I'm put if I'm covering my leg, I'm just gonna cover the whole leg. Like why am I gonna leave like a two inch gap of skin there for you know, what is the point of that? Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> so yeah, Scott, but now I could like the are you having to do like physical like, therapy yeah. and stuff? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm doing all that stuff. But it, like I just think that's what caused it. Yeah. Like the combination mm-hmm. of like jumping too soon into too many miles and the leg warmers, and it was like cold as shit. So some days I'd wear like like I'd wear like my warm up pants for cross, the ones that like zip up on the sides. Yeah. So I'd wear two pairs under like on top of my leg warmers. So I'd wear two pairs of mm. yeah. I do that too. Clothing. On there my were knee. there were some days here where it was twenty degrees when I rode, and I was wearing like I've got a pair of like uh, trail pants for mountain biking like the kinds that like downhillers wear and i just wore yeah. i wore like long bibs underneath and then those over top even though i was riding on the road <laughs> full face helmet too just to keep your face warm <laughs> yeah. yeah honestly <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you been training a lot uh yeah i mean i got over being sick i mean when i was sick uh there was a week where i didn't ride and then there were two weeks where i was basically I might as well have not been riding. Like I was barely doing anything, doing like mm-hmm. an hour at recovery pace, trying to get better. And since I've gotten better, um, I mean, nothing crazy. Like I'm building back slowly. I'm not just going to like throw in a 30 hour week as soon as I feel better. But like, yeah, training's been good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So I don't know. There's not much to talk about. We got a ton of listener questions though. Well, let's just start with the listener questions then. Be a okay. listener question episode. Um, okay, so before that, though, well, let me pull it up. So if you're listening, you probably know this already because I've talked about it. But we have a Patreon now, and I think we have patrons who, like, yeah, give we us money. Patrons. Are we? Yeah. Are we <laughs> do the patrons get any perks, or is it just like... You know? uh, yeah, hold on. Let me pull it up so that I can read it <laughs> verbatim so I don't mess it up. So... Okay, so if you give <laughs> if you give three dollars a month, that's called the tip jar, and that's basically you don't get, you don't get anything except like you help us. That's just so like on. Scott doesn't sleep in his van when he goes to a cross race. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, unless unless he wants to, like unless you're into that. Yeah, um, yeah. So you don't get anything for that, but we appreciate it. Then the second one is the VIP <laughs> listener. So the VIP listener is at five bucks a month. You get early access to the show. So when, nice. as soon as I get, as soon as I finish editing the show, I put it on Patreon and you can listen to it right away. Everyone else, like all the other Joe blows have to wait like a day or two or something like that. Um, so that's cool. You can like go brag to your friends. A bunch and of listeners. Listeners. Like, you have to wait as long as you decide, like, do you decide how long 
in between. Yeah, the it's early a lesson and the, act, the free <laughs> Yeah, so we should just keep extending that time longer and longer until to get people to sign up for the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think eventually, like, I don't know, maybe what it's hard because, like, we always like record these on different days. So, like, I don't know. Originally, uh, dude, what Scott's gone? His internet sucks today. Um, like, I think Scott eventually, be here. what we would do is like the show will always come out like let's say you know wednesday morning at 10 but then whenever the show's done it's like you get to listen to it so that could be two days early or it could be like two hours early (laughs) (laughs) nice okay um and then for 20 bucks a month is the all access pass that gets you early access to the show and you get to join our our uh, uh it's not slack what's the other thing called discord uh, discord yeah you get to join our discord channel so we don't have anyone in there yet we have two cool we have two patrons one's a tip jar guy and another one's a vip listener you know what i do on my patreon for my youtube channel which doesn't have a lot of subscribers is that what you call a patreon person patrons patrons i don't have a lot of patrons i, I just i don't per, per, i haven't pushed the patreon that hard I've been pushing it a little bit more recently, but what I do is that like every week I do, I just, Dylan's already it. not sleeping in his car, so he doesn't need to don't, push it. Don't, don't freaking advertise your Patreon on this. Advertise <laughs> our Patreon. Talk about that. No, on no, just, no, maybe, maybe Dylan's Patreon patrons are listening and they, they can join both double yeah. on Dylan. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing out suggestions about what we could do. All right. So I do a weekly Q and a with, with, my patrons and it's not it's not like i don't prepare for it and it's not edited i just turn on the camera and i talk for 30 minutes about whatever their questions are um i know that like a lot of podcasts they've got like, <laughs> that's basically what our podcast is that is yeah. what our podcast is already podcast. <laughs> <Where> do <you laughs> <do that? laughs> and they get that for free maybe we should just like we should paywall the whole thing. Yeah, but having Scott here <laughs> honestly brings down the value of me answering any questions because, like, people have to sit through him rambling <laughs> and like making snarky remarks versus like on my page. No, you don't ramble. You're <laughs> to the point, dude. Yeah. You're yeah, yeah. You're really not. You're really not very good at podcasting. If I'm being honest, <laughs> no, not at all. I don't want yeah. to be good at it. Yeah, you, you don't no. like practice. Dude, just, like, just focus on riding your bike fast. So I'll listen to like a podcast, and I'll just, just mm-hmm. Im- like listen to a podcast with somebody who's like good at it, and just imagine them sitting by themselves, like saying that, like they're like, like I'm not talking to anybody, but it, you have to like act like you're yeah. talking. You know, dude, what I, mean? I don't think people, I don't think people realize how hard it is to just talk out loud to nobody. By yourself. Uh, by yourself. I realized this when I first started doing YouTube. Um, well, I, I talk would, to I, no one more than you talk to people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I like, I had a script, but man, if you go back and watch those old videos, they're so, I like, I cringe when I watch those old videos. They, they're so poorly done and they're so poorly edited, but it's just, it's very hard to talk to absolutely no one by yourself. Um, and so you still get people that go back and watch your old videos. Yeah. I mean, those videos still get views. So Hmm. yeah. Um, but, but I'm just saying like anyone who has a solo YouTube channel who 
their content is like they're coming up with it off the top of their head and they don't have a script and they're also not making edits like they just turn on the camera talk for 15 minutes don't edit it and upload it and that's their video i am blown away by that that's so incredible to me that people are able to do that um and there's people that do hour-long podcasts like that too they just talk to themselves for an hour and don't edit it which you know i don't know kudos to them and we still listen i know (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um i don't know where i was going with that but yeah so do you do you guys think we should give a shout out to our patrons or should we keep it if they want maybe we could have a (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe Maybe we should pay for it maybe we should have a tier that's like we'll shout you out on the podcast if you you know do like 20 bucks a month or something yeah but what if someone doesn't want to be shout out but they want to uh give 20 bucks yeah then then they when they sign up they should they should send us a note that says don't say my name Mm. i think that's an option or just email us bonk bros podcast at gmail you guys you know, you guys are fortunate enough to hear all this behind the scenes talk that we should be talking about, like when the podcast is over, but we're just, we're just talking <laughs> about it when we're recording. <laughs> Efficiency. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Should we get to the questions? Yeah, we got, we got a bunch of new ones, I think. Like a ton of new ones. I forgot about some of these. All right. Let's, let's get to them. Okay. Um, Okay, so this first one comes from Jesse Vanderweede, which I actually know him. He's a friend of mine here in Sioux Falls. That's cool. Um, he says, yo, I have a listener response. So I guess it's not a question. Um, Let's hear he it. said, I just heard episode 26 where you, Adam, 26. were wondering whether motorcycle road racers use different tire widths as part of bike setup. Thought mm-hmm. I'd offer some feedback if y'all are interested. The short answer is no, but we do obsess over tire compounds, soft, medium, hard, slicks, rain tires, etc. Longer answer, any given model slash make of motorcycle is designed for a particular width or particular wheel and tire width in mind. For example, a five and a half inch rim with a 180 millimeter tire. So if you put a wider tire on that rim for more traction, you're actually inhibiting the potential performance of the tire by forcing it to work in a way it is not designed to, altering the profile, for example. There are many legitimate ways to alter the bike setup, but tire width is not one of them. I uh, said aside, in racing, some tire brands will make a race tire that is manufactured in a spe- specific size, and it is designed with the intention of being used on a range of widths, width rims. Um, but the principle still stands. You can't mess with how the tire was designed to be used. You can only make it worse. Some motorcyclists may indeed mount a wider tire on their bike for whatever reason, but they are... But these are usually the Dewey Dans of motorcycling. Uh, (laughs) And there are a lot of Dewey Dans in motorcycling. Thanks for a great podcast, Jesse. Dewey Dans. (laughs) I don't know what that is. I can only (laughs) assume it's somebody who's like tinkering with their motorcycle and it's like probably not even what they should be doing. I was thinking that I I thought Dan was like the Fred of motorcycling. Yeah, probably. Um, Yeah, I think that. So I think that was in response to when uh we had drew on and he was like we were talking about whether he said he ran 28 millimeter tires for crits all season and i was like well you know maybe if you went wider like 32 or maybe 35 or something um you'd actually be faster because you'd have more traction in the corners and traction in the corners is 
important for crit racing. Uh, theoretically, it'd be less aerodynamic, but I don't actually know that the rolling resistance would be compromised. I could be wrong about that, but um, uh, there's there's like there's a some very preliminary data that suggests that the the tire width even on a smooth road is not is not necessarily the like limiting factor that is causing the excess rolling resistance. It's much more so the casing of the tire. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I think, I think that theoretically a, like a 35 mil tire could be the fastest option for crit racing where you really need a, a ton of traction in the corners, but we don't have to go into that one again. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, like I don't think any, I mean, I guess there are some road bikes now that probably fit 35s, but most like road race bikes probably max out at like 32. Yeah, well, with disc brakes now, um, you know, they don't have to worry about the clearance uh, for the rim brake. And there's a lot of mm. there's a lot of road bikes out there that have I don't I don't know if they have clearance for up to 35 mil, but 32 mil on most modern road bikes with disc brakes is not a problem. Do you have a road bike? Yeah, I've got 32 mil on it. And it's not it's not designed for 32 mil, but like it fits and it mm. doesn't rub. Yeah, I, I haven't owned a road bike in like I don't know five years. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cool. So should we go on to the um, next question? Okay. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So this guy John Robbins says read on a few sites today that Human Powered Health is looking to sign or has already signed Cavendish. Wondering what Scott thinks about the possibility of being teammates with Cav, and if that actually happens, what would be the chances that Human Powered might actually get a wild card into the tour? Keep the great banter, fellas. Love listening to it. Though at some point, Dylan and Drew should stop talking and let Scott get his two cents in. The majority of the time, Scott and his opinions are the highlight yeah. of the show. <laughs> this, yeah, this guy's John Robbins, dude. John, if you if you give us a any a tip jar on the Patreon, we'll we'll just give it directly to Scott since he's clearly your favorite. Sweet. All right, so Scott, how do you feel about is first of all, are those rumors true? Is is Cavendish going to Human Powered Health? No, they they were it was okay. like a true rumor, but not anymore. That makes sense. Okay, because yeah, that was like we, three weeks ago. Do we do we know what team Cavendish is going to be on? I think Astana, but Astana. Wow. Yeah. That does not seem like a good fit. Um, huh. Interesting. Well, at least he'll get to go for, uh, you know, his record-breaking tour wins if he's on Astana, right? Um, Theoretically. Yeah, he'll go to the Tour de France, where human-powered health would have to get yeah. the wildcard invite to the Tour de France. Dude, Scott, yeah. are, you, are you using your microphone? It's, like, super hard to hear you. Yeah. Wait, let me check. <laughs> yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Is it working? We'll make yeah. it work. I mean, it's just um, quiet, but it might be your internet's so, bad, too. Yeah, yeah, my internet sucks right now. Is that better? Oh, yeah, it's way better. All right. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like if Scott was on a team with Cavendish on it, that wouldn't be a good thing for Scott because Scott is a sprinter and Cavendish is a sprinter. And if Cavendish was on Scott's team, people would be like, we need to work for Cav. Scott, you just do, I don't know, you'd be the lead out man or something or like, just like go to the back. We don't care about you. I don't know. I mean, he's like the best sprinter in the world history. So it'd probably yeah. be a good guy to like. Yeah. Run right. From, right. Yeah. It'd be cool. That, yeah. That's what I was going to say. I'm sure. You'd learn a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. You'd probably yeah. learn shit. That well, you either way, it's not happening. So. <laughs> are, are there any other, um, 
any other sprinter like dedicated sprinters on the team right now? Yeah, I mean, it's I'm mostly sure there are, like but... sprinter right, sprinters. So okay, I don't I don't know that much about the the roster, honestly. When are you, Scott? When are you going to Europe? Thursday. Thursday. Oh. Wow. Are you still gonna have your knee injury on Thursday? I fucking hope not. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's all right. How long? How long have you not ridden your bike? Oh, I, I've been riding every day. I've just been doing like two hours rides, like easy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. For some people, that's like that's like a big week of training. For Scott, that's like what he does when he has a knee injury. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Okay. Dope. All right. Uh, let's see. This one. I, don't know, I think we already got this one from Daniel. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this next one comes from Dexter. He's asking about cyclocross gearing. Uh, he says, hey, guys, great podcast. Always entertaining. Keeps me laughing on the trainer. Was wondering if you guys could discuss gearing for cyclocross. I raced my first season of cyclocross this fall with a gravel bike and with stock 2 by GRX gearing, 4630 up front, 1134 cassettes. I know traditional CX gearing was 4636 with 11 by 25 or 28, and it seems a lot of modern CX bikes have gone to 1 by with a 42th and 11 to 40 cassette. Was wondering if it would be worth to worth it to convert my bike to a one by to better suit cyclocross or what sort of modern gearing options would be best. Uh, going into the season, I felt the 46 tooth chain ring was going to be too large with mostly wet, muddy, grassy, tight courses, and the 36 was going to be too light. I ended up using the 32 a lot more than the 46, which makes sense. Uh, generally, just clicking into the 46 briefly on courses that featured gravel sections. I was concerned with the 32 that I would be cross-chained a lot. I'm unsure if I was actually, but I spent the majority of races with the 32-tooth chain ring. Uh, some courses, I didn't even use the 46-tooth chain ring at all. I can get a 38-tooth chain ring for my GRX cranks and keep the 1134 cassette. Going to 1140 would require a different derailleur. Just wanted to hear some thoughts on CX gearing and figure it out. Um, then he like says that he's, he weighs like 57 kilos and he's four Watts per kilo and he averages 13 to 19 <laughs> kilometers an hour and stuff. I don't, I don't know that. I mean, I guess the well, that power to weight maybe it, matters. That's probably yeah. the thing that matters yeah. the most is how fast he's going in a cross race because that is what your gearing is. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How fast you're going. Definitely. Yeah. Is so important. 13 to 19 I kilometers. I don't, I don't, how fast <laughs> is that in miles? I don't think also, how much like, do you know how fast you're going and what gear you're in, like, off the top of your head? Uh, no. yeah. so, so he's going at fastest, it says, 12 miles an hour. At the slowest is 7. So he's going, like, 7 to 12 miles an hour. So if, hmm. I, 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 think, I think he'd be fine getting a, um, the 38-tooth chain ring and converting to one by a GRX chain ring and have 11 to 34. I think that's light enough. Yeah. Because if you're going at it slower than that, get off and run. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. Is, yeah, if, you're, if, you're, if you're going slower, then yeah, it's probably faster and more efficient to run. Um, I'm trying to think like, I mean, if he's just racing cyclocross, like if he's just going to get the 38 tooth for racing cyclocross, I think that's fine. Like a 38 by 34 is like a plenty low enough gear that might yeah. not be low enough for like gravel racing and riding. So like you might want to switch back to that 30 or 30 is really small though. Like a 30, 34 that like, that's like, Gotta That's be like, like two miles bike, an hour mountain yeah. bike gearing. Or if he doesn't so want to switch I, to one by, just get a thirty-six inner chain ring, thirty-six forty-six. 
Mm. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I I, I kind of like that option. Just do just go back to the standard forty six thirty six chain ring setup. Yeah, if he so if he is he said he's it's a gravel bike that he's using for cross, and uh, I don't know how seriously he takes cross. Like, would he rather have his bike be set up for gravel but then also be you know good enough to use for a cross race if that's the case i agree with you guys but Mm -hmm. i think i think that if you have dedicated cyclocross bikes and you're serious about cross racing i think that you should go one by and you know it's kind of i i'm not a fan of one by for gravel at all uh, for multiple reasons, one of them being that it makes the drivetrain less efficient. But I just think there there's so many um, there's so many like practical reasons why one by makes more sense for cyclocross. For one, the finding the right gear when you're on like a steady climb or something is not an issue in cyclocross because it's so punchy. And also, you got to think about riding in awful conditions when it's super muddy. Uh, just adding complexity to the front of the bike with a front derailleur is is probably only going to make things worse. So this um, guy's using like, Shimano, does he say? Yeah, Shimano, Shimano GRX. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because like everyone who has Shimano uses two by, and everyone who has SRAM uses one by. Dude, pretty much. Why, I don't think anybody why don't uses two by? Why don't Why don't Shimano sponsored cyclocross racers use GRX? Like they're all on Durace. Am I wrong? No, that's true. Yeah, except like a few of them. GRX, I think it's GRX twelve makes, by. I mean, who cares what it's one by? 12, but like twelve speed. But like GRX yeah. makes more sense for cyclocross because it's got a clutch derailleur, so you're like preventing your your chain from coming off, and the brakes are more powerful, and uh, like the hoods have like grips on them, so if your hands happen to get all muddy because you fell in the mud, like you can still grip the hoods. Um, and it's just like a more durable drivetrain for terrible conditions. I don't know why they're on, they're on Dura-Ace. I think GRX makes so much more sense for cross. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I'm sure. There's a reason somewhere. It yeah. could be like, there's right, not a question. lot of 11 speed, like cassettes and chains and chain rings and shit left. Like you think, they're all I thought they were having speed. trouble. I thought they were having trouble sourcing 12 speed stuff. Not anymore. I think they're having trouble with everything. Yeah. Well, they were. I think it's coming back around, but yeah, yeah. Um, so okay. So our conclusion, Dexter, is that you should just get a thirty-six or thirty-eight tooth chainring and keep keep the rest the same, and you'll be good to go. Dope. And if you get right. up to like four point two watts question. per kilo, then the thirty-eight tooth by thirty-four tooth is going to be fine for gravel too. Um, okay. So this was from like a few weeks ago. Uh, let's see. Done carrying. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this one comes from Toby. He says, Dylan, carrying a single water bottle on the road, is it more aero on the down tube or the seat tube? Uh, They've tested this, and I believe the answer is seat tube, if I I remember correctly. Okay. The most most aerodynamic spot for your bottle is your back pocket on your jersey (laughs) and not even use a water bottle cage. Um, but then of course, (laughs) well, I don't do any race where I just carry one bottle. I mean, most of the time I've got a, a bottle in the down tube, a bottle in the C tube and a bottle in my back pocket. 
So dude, when are people going to start like making jerseys with a like a bladder pocket in the back? I need to stick dude, a seriously. bladder. That's a good. That's a good yeah. idea. They need to start doing that. How is how has gravel not come up with that yet? Yeah, like if it, that. Well, I don't even see that as a. That, I don't even see that as a gravel thing. Like for road racing, I think that would be awesome. I think that's banned. Really? I think so. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I think people were like sticking them in their chest to like make yeah, up. Yeah. So. So I've heard um, Josh from Silka said that having a camelback not on your back but turned around so it's on your stomach is more aerodynamic than not having it because it's filling up the gap that your your like torso makes between your torso and your bike. Um, yeah, yeah. So maybe everybody at Unbound who has a hydration pack needs to flip it around and wear it on their. Dude, stomach. when are, when are gravel bikes going to just have like integrated? bladder like a like you know tri- what triathlon yeah you know what i thought about um i would it would be so dope if if uh if i could like find somebody who would be able to make this but if basically a frame bag so this bag is taking up the entirety of your front triangle on your gravel bike right like so it's very aerodynamic uh, and it's flat, like it would be, it would be a flat aerodynamic profile and the whole thing just fills with liquid. Like it, that's the kind of thing where it would be really heavy to carry that much liquid. This would be an unbound specific item. I don't think I would use it for any other gravel race, but your entire front triangle is filled with liquid. And then there's like a hose coming out and you, you slurp that'd it. probably be like, like, that'd be a lot. That'd be like 150 ounces. Dude, you need a lot of liquid for Unbound, especially if it's a hot year. Dude, if it's a hot year at Unbound, so what do you got to do? You got to like, you got to like stop at like a like a. They have to have like a gas station like pump in order to fill it back up for you at the eight. <laughs> well, what I'm what I'm envisioning is that it's got a it's got a cap on it that's pretty big, so there's a large opening, and then the people at the aid station just have like a jug of water with a, a pretty large, large opening too. And they're, you know, they're pouring it in and it's probably going to take, you know, it's probably going to take them 20 seconds to fill it up. But in that 20 seconds, you're eating some food and you're getting some gels in your pocket and you're lubing your chain. Like it's not necessarily just time wasted. You know what I'm saying? Well, you get what those like dirt bikers have where the pumps, they can fill their gas tank in like half a second or something. You ever seen those? Sure. Do that too. Like the big, thing and they put it in and it fills it get it's like basically the same fucking thing yeah, yeah. i mean there's some of these gra- must there's shoot the water out like <laughs> yeah i mean you could definitely go that route uh i mean there's some of these gravel races where like unbound if it's a hot year gravel locos if it's hot i mean gravel locos this past year was like 105 degrees some people were saying 110 depends on who you ask right but it's like there is no amount of liquid that is too much. And the reason for that is because, you know, you can only drink so much liquid, but the liquid you're not drinking, if you can pour it on yourself and constantly be wet, uh, you're going to perform better. You know Do what you I mean? Do you ever ride past like a, a river or something? Can you just jump in real quick? And yeah, that's what, that's, dude, fast. that's, that's literally what I did at the end of Unbound, not this past year, but Unbound 20, uh, they didn't have it in 20, 2021. I would literally, I would ride through a creek and like, I would stop real quick, jump in the creek and then get back on my bike. Yeah. That probably only takes like 
five seconds. Yeah, it only took five seconds, and then I would get on. I would get back on my bike, and I would be put. I would immediately be putting out like like forty more watts. <laughs> like it was like a forty watt increase, and then over the next fifteen minutes, I would dry and get hot again, and my my power would go down forty watts. Is crazy. So yeah. Like if you're if you're worried about the weight of the of the liquid that you're carrying at unbound when it's a hot year, like you're you're in the wrong headspace. Like that's the last thing you should be worried about. You, you what you need to be worried about is carrying the most liquid possible. Yeah, I forget from Jersey with a yeah. bladder in it. I forget what the original question was, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like we went off on a tangent there. Let's uh, move on to the next one, maybe. <laughs> Dude, there's still like so many. I, I put out a post of like requests. How many are questions. there? Dude, I've got like 20 more. All right, let's start rapid firing. <laughs> let's, let's go. All right, so this is Cameron. He basically wants to know choose your favorite discipline of race, terrain type, distance, and the bike of choice. Go. Gravel unbound 200 right, miles. <laughs> I don't care about this one. <laughs> Scott's, you is don't care. <laughs> Scott's is like road racing with a sprint finish and then adam if i had to guess yours is probably like an endurance mountain bike race yep boom next one all right uh okay um how many races is dylan doing next year on steel drums and why will he run race kings in all of them what steel drums oh dude i know what this person is getting at like the- <laughs> this is okay David so coleman all right, so so you know the, him? no, no, I don't. It's like an him. inside joke we don't know about. No, it's not really even that inside. It's that so the Continental Race Kings test really fast on a steel drum, like BicycleRollingResistance.com tests on a steel drum, and <laughs> and Continental Race Kings test really fast on a steel drum. So like his question is like, are you actually doing any races on a steel drum, you idiot? Like just. Oh, I get it. I Run got the you. tire that's like the fastest for the terrain that you're riding. Uh, okay. So, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. So my response to that is, uh, I mean, I think that the like the race kings from the testing that I've done versus like straight up gravel tires, like the Specialized Pathfinder Pro, depending on the gravel. But if it's chunky gravel. Um, they're faster than Pathfinder Pros. At, at that's on. Point. That's not on the same bike, though. It's on a different bike, yeah. But you would, yeah. so maybe, you maybe would the whole think bike that, is faster. You would think, yeah, the whole bike could be faster, but you would think that the gravel bike would be faster. So it's what like, you should do is you lighter, should put those gravel tires. You should you should try them both on the same bike. Just put those on your mountain yeah. bike, dude. I currently have fifty millimeter wide tires on my. Uh, gravel bike right now. Um, I've got like the Renee. I've got the Renee Hearse. I, I don't. I don't know what they're called. The Renee Hearse. Like they're forty eight millimeters wide, but with the I measured them and they measure fifty millimeters wide. Um, you giggling at God's face. <laughs> so I think I think that might be a good compromise because then I get the 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 aerodynamics of my gravel bike. Um, and I get the I get the width of like a pretty wide tire. It's not as wide as a two point two. Like the reason why the reason why the race kings are are so fast on gravel even is like partially because they're a fast tire, but also partially because they're wide. <laughs> We're laughing because. 
because it's not rapid fire, dude. You got oh, yeah. 19 more questions to get to. <laughs> All right, just go on to the next one. That one wasn't even a question. That was just more of like a diss to me. Like, yeah. freaking idiot, you're going to race on a steel drum? Just gonna... That was the funniest one we've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I took it I took it way too seriously. All right, good diss. Yeah. Next, next question. <laughs> All right, Jack, Jack W. wants to know some tips for riding through the nights. I've never done that, so I don't have any. Get a light. <laughs> you're gonna say get a life <laughs> i mean that too uh multiple lights it. probably right don't you yeah don't you want two lights dude this is like too get a big. light for the back get a light for the back that's red get a light for your helmet and then get a light for your handlebars and they should be like i don't know you know what at least 250 lumens 300 you only lumens. had one light would you put it on your head or your bike uh, that's a good question i put it on my head yeah probably my head yeah because if if you're not looking at the road you don't need to light the road like you're not looking it doesn't matter if it's dark right i don't know why this guy thinks that we're an expert at riding at night like i never a lot of night riding i mean i've done night night, i've done night riding too but you know i'm not like i'm I'm not like a light nerd i should get back into that yeah i don't know it's just always colder at night and i want to go to bed so, I think a I lot of people I don't do see it very well at night because, like, at the in the winter, there's no like a lot yeah. of people do it in the winter because there's no daylight. Yeah, like people yeah. Who, like have jobs, right? And shit, sure, which isn't me, but yeah. So, right. if, like, that's why I don't ride at night because if I have the option between riding at you know one in the afternoon when it's fifty degrees or you know seven at night when it's thirty degrees, like the choice is obvious. You know you what I mean? Don't poach trails at night. No, dude, I'm not one of those. That's like a thing. <laughs> oh, I know it's a thing, dude. My all my friends love doing people think elite. You're so badass, by dude. They, I know, man. They're like people. My all my friends love doing illegal trails. Um, I won't name them by name in case the trail police come after them. No, if the trail police are, are listening to this, they're not going to believe that you have friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. Okay. Uh, the next one, we sort of already answered this, but it was, will Keegan repeat the Lifetime Grand Prix next year? Uh, which new racer Which new racer has the best chance of dethroning him? Yeah, we Dylan talked about thinks Matt Beers. I said Eric Bruner. Scott doesn't well, give a shit. I also, I also said that if, if, you, if you were forcing me to put money on the series right now, uh, I would put it on Keegan. Like, Dude, I think he, this shit needs. So, get this shit well, yeah, on gambling. Yeah, should we gamble. start that? We, I don't should, know. Should we, we start, start the, the Bonk Bros Lifetime Grand Prix, I don't know, Fantasy League? Yeah, well, yeah. Can we start like a Fantasy League and just do our own pool and take a Probably. take a co- commission? Mm-hmm. You know how people we do the take Fantasy Leagues with the football? Yeah. And they yeah. like. Well, they also do Fantasy Leagues for, like, Pink Bike does a Fantasy League for uh, the World Cup, a mountain bike oh. racing. Oh. Yeah. Can but, you like, bet on I mean, that, the though? problem is, like, I mean, you, there's like. You don't know most of the people. There's like 150 riders in the World Cup field, and you know like seven of them. But you have to well, like like well, maybe the way that you know seven of them. But like some people are real nerds about that. They know all of them. I guess. Yeah, but you know, I mean, like yeah, like it's probably bigger in Europe. Maybe. People? What? Hmm? Like, do you know every football player? No, I, I, I don't. Watch I'm not claim. I'm not claiming that I know all the World Cup riders. I'm saying some people know all the World Cup. I mean, that riders. is a good. That is a good like, point, though, Scott. Like. Before fantasy, like no one knew who the second string or third string 
players were. But now that like with fantasy, like you have to spend so much money and like the second and third string guys are like cheaper or whatever. I don't know. I, I've never done fantasy, so I don't know exactly how it works. I just kind of know. Um, but I feel like people, people follow it way closer now because of fantasy. Like, yeah, you know, March madness, you know what that is? Yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> March Madness? What is that, like baseball like or something? basketball tournament in March. I'm just, and, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I knew it was basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've won, like, in my lifetime, close to, like, $1,000 in March Madness. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? And I don't, I've never watched a single game continuously. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I just, Dang, man. Yeah. I or I do it, and I pick whichever team is higher seated to win. And then Dude, the last four. I honestly, guess. honestly, if we could get gambling into the lifetime Grand Prix, that's how you have a million dollar prize purse in years to come. Like that's how you get fans hooked. Yeah, and you could like we could write like uh, dumbass like bets. Like, will this person like finish, or will this person like? Yeah, yeah. You know, like it doesn't have to be will, just like will Dylan get win. a flat tire with his Continental Race Kings? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, well, Daniel, uh, Daniel, help us out if you're listening. Yeah, Daniel's the one who needs to spearhead this for sure. Um, okay, so the next one, what are the best gas station ride foods? What are the worst? I never stop at a gas station. Yeah, really? I try not to stop at gas stations. But if I do, I usually try to find the food item that's like the most amount of calories for the least amount of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, but like what if it's just like loaded with saturated fat and it's not a lot of carbs? Well, usually I'll get like a some like just like the sugariest drink I can find. Mm. Okay. Like a thing of like a half If I if I tea. stop at a gas station, you don't, you like don't go this... for the roller dogs? No. <laughs> Dude, if one I time, see... one time, this was like last year, I got a candy bar for some reason. It was like some deal. It was on sale or something. That's why I would got a candy bar. And I ended up being, like, so full from the candy bar that I didn't eat, like, anything for the rest of the ride because I was, like, stuffed from the candy bar. And then I bonked. Oh, my gosh. It was weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, Dude, I don't so my dad, when I was younger, he uh, he did this ride where he rode 40 miles in one direction and he had a tailwind the entire way. He just thought he was having, like, a good day. He's like, wow, I feel amazing today. But in reality, he just had a tailwind. And then he turns around and he's got a massive headwind and he's like, and then he's like, oh, fuck. Um, and he bonks like 20 miles from home and he stops at a gas station and he gets like a freaking like chili dog or something and like a milkshake <laughs> mid ride. And he tells me about this and I'm just like, I'm, and even at the time, like I was in high school, but like, and I didn't know nearly as much as I know about cycling nutrition now but even at the time i was like i cannot believe you ate that mid-ride and i worked at a bike shop at the time and i walk into the bike shop that i work at and i'm like you guys will not believe what my dad did and i tell him the story and they're like what's wrong with that it sounds great <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds like a bad time i usually yeah. go for the donut you guys ever get a donut i mean i already no. told you i don't stop at gas stations hmm. I don't think I've okay. like bought something in a while. I just get yeah. water. I I usually I, I I prefer just not to stop ever. Yeah, I like I don't have time for that. Like, how do you have time for an extra ten no, or fifteen minutes? Dude, I see on ride? on the gram people like fucking take their helmets off and are like <laughs> right now. Dude, like, I hate. I <laughs> dude, I hate stopping for more than ten minutes on a ride. It's like you ten get minutes go. Is a long time. 
That's I a, know, yeah, like that's a long time. Like people love to like like Carson will stop at a bakery and get like a coffee and like a scone or some shit and, and just, still just ride like 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 I could I could do that at the end of the ride, but like does he still go out and train after that? Oh yeah, no, like it's mid ride. Or if it's just like not like if you're just like doing a ride for like fun. If it's not like yeah. a training ride, you know, like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, dude. I like that's the only. I, I, I do like two of those a year. Yeah, like if I'm not, if I'm not training most of the time, like I just do something else that's fun, like play golf. Yeah, dude, I've been playing some golf. Yeah, and it's it was so cold that all the greens are like <laughs> concrete. So I've been yeah, sm- just, I'll smoke the green from like you know what however far out, and the ball will just ping off the thing and fly into the wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's what the trails are like now, man. I mean, not today because it was warm, but like we had a, it was, it didn't get above freezing like at all over Christmas weekend. And I went to ride at DuPont and the trails might have been, might as well have been made of concrete. They were so fast and so yeah. much grip. Until you hit like some ice and eat yeah, shit. Yeah, dude, that's the thing. You go for, you go from like the most grip possible on the frozen dirt to an ice patch, which is the least grip possible. It's like kind of yeah. dangerous because mm-hmm. you're not expecting it. All right, that wasn't rapid fire either. We got we to go faster on dude, this. Dude, I just don't think we're made for the rapid fire. <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, Scott, fire. Scott, you're made for the rapid fire. Like, you'll give one-word answers to questions. I don't know. All right, here, Scott, this, is a, this one's directed at you, rapid fire. All who right. is your favorite Euro cyclocross rider, and who do you think is going to win cyclocross worlds? <sighs> I, don't, I don't really dude. have, like, a favorite rider. I don't know. Do you have a favorite? Right, who are, like of, of the of the big three, who are your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who do I think is the best, or who's my favorite? I don't They're have probably a favorite. the same. I would think, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't have a. Why favorite. would your favorite be the not the best? Do a good race, you know. I'm not like into picking favorites. Yeah. So you I don't care right. if it's if it's Wout, Matthew, or Pidcock? No. Okay. Are are the big three doing worlds? No, Pidcock's not doing it. He's not. No, he's too. He's too scared. No, he's he's too scared. He's going to lose the jersey to. Wilder Vanderpool. I don't think he's scared because he's going to lose it if he doesn't show up. Yeah, but if he doesn't show up, like he was going to lose it anyway. I don't know. He said it's like not in his preparation or something. But like I don't know how. I guess he doesn't want to do it if he's not going to like prepare fully for it. You know? Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Yeah, for sure. He he yeah he wouldn't have a chance this year. I don't think. But like to like just fly in and then do. Did you guys did you guys see the most recent race where he crashed on the last? Like he was going to win. Yeah, and then he's like kind of doing some whips off these jumps, and he screws one up, and then he crashes, and then he loses. Dude, no, I think it's because he didn't do a whip. You know, if you like go off a jump and you like just go straight, it's like kind of hard to. It's like, almost like, worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if he did yeah. like a little whip or something, I think it would have been better. But then he flew. He like flew off the course. His like body was like off <laughs> yeah. the side of the course. Yeah, that is so that that is so true, man. Like I I I feel like sometimes. Maybe if people watch, if they're not into doing jumps or something, like they'll watch downhill or, and they're like, why are these guys trying to be stylish during the run? And it's like, that's actually a better way to control your bike in the air. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but it is. Um, yeah, like, it's like a little whip. I don't know. It's like, just you're going, controlling the bike versus just letting the bike do whatever. Yeah. I mean, like, you're just going wherever kind yeah. of you took off from. Yeah. Whatever yeah. angle you took off from. Huh? Well, um, yeah, there have been a right. there have been a number of races like that that were like the last lap was like didn't Vanderpool 
like crash on the last lap and then wow Dude, the came races around. have been good i've been watching the races the last couple of weeks they've been phenomenal there's been like so many sprints i know sprint finishes are you are and these like, like world cup races or are just like the weekday ones uh both but Where like do you watch one, them at? one of one race it, you know how like sometimes one guy will just go away and win by like minute it looked like yeah. that was going to happen with all three of them like at one point they all hmm. three yeah yeah, like, and then like one of the sprints, Vanderpool, he like unclipped or something, um, and then and then Wout won, and then the other one, Wout just straight up out sprinted him. But all right, let's do two more. Then we got to cut it off. All right. <laughs> um, okay, so this one is from K Nordentel. Would Dylan still do the Lifetime Grand Prix if they banned aero bars? <laughs> Oh, man, I'd have some things to think about. I'll tell you what. If, dude, how, how many of the I Grand have, Prix races did you use aero bars? Uh, I used them for Leadville. I used them for Unbound. And I used them for Big Sugar. Big Sugar. So three out of six. Okay. So I have heard them talk about banning aero bars for the Lifetime Grand Prix racers specifically. And then I guess like at races like Unbound or Leadville, everybody else can use them. So dumb. I absolutely hate that rule. Like, why are you putting the riders in the Lifetime Grand Prix at a disadvantage to everyone else? Makes absolutely no sense to me. The dumbest. If they want to, like, if they're, if they're, you know, if a race bans aero bars, um, I mean, I'm kind of like, I, I, you know, it's like, okay, that's, that's the rules. Um, and I'm like, okay, I want to have aero bars on my bike. Um, so if they just had a blanket statement, like every lifetime Grand Prix race is no aero bars from now on, that'd be fine. But if they're specifically saying only lifetime Grand Prix riders can't have aero bars on their bike, I think that's a terrible rule. And they're going to be riders who are not in the lifetime Grand Prix, who are really fast, who have aero bars on their bike. And then the lifetime Grand Prix riders are going to be at a disadvantage to them. I mean, perfect example of that is Ivar Slick, who won unbound this year the only non-lifetime grand prix rider to win a lifetime grand prix event this year had aero bars on his bike probably not necessarily the reason why he won i mean that race came down to a sprint finish but like why are we going to put keegan at a disadvantage to ivar you know what i'm saying yeah so i would still do it (laughs) if the answer to the question is i would still do it if they didn't allow aero bars but i would definitely be salty about it (laughs) yeah yeah it makes sense um, okay, last one before we cut this thing off. This one comes from Nico Corti. Uh, for for you guys, what is the right amount of sleep for full recovery? Uh, he says, I think Scott is the type of guy that will sleep five hours but still kick your ass on the ride anyways. No. Dude, five hours, not anyone true. can kick ass on five no, hours. Sleep. Scott freaking sleeps like 15 hours a day. I'll probably sleep like at least eight hours, nine hours. The optimal amount of sleep? I don't know, as long as you can sleep. I mean, the optimal, yeah. <laughs> honestly, dude, honestly, you shouldn't... I, In my opinion, if you're using an alarm to wake up just in general, you're not getting enough sleep. You should just wake up naturally without an alarm, and that's that's how you know you got enough sleep. You should sleep as much as you possibly can, no alarm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like for... So I had a problem with this because like, you know, like if you... Like if you have to be up at a certain time, like let's say you have mm-hmm. work schedule or whatever, like you have to be up at six thirty. It's sure. like, well, I have to be up at six thirty, so like I can't not set an alarm. But it's like yeah. really like what you should try and do is get to bed earlier 
And mm-hmm. like your alarm is still there as like a backup plan, but like hopefully you naturally wake well, up at like six. So so here's the thing is like if you if you're using an alarm to wake up early for work, you, what's likely happening is that you're not living within your sleep chronotype. Um, sleep chronotype meaning are you a a late night person or are you like an early to bed person? Like some people, some people naturally would go to bed at nine and wake up at five in the morning, whereas some people would naturally go to bed at 2 a.m. and not wake up till 11, right? Um, there's just differences in, in, in how people naturally want to sleep. So if you need an alarm to wake up at 6 a.m. and you're getting eight to nine hours of sleep, you're probably not living in, and, and I'm not saying like, you got to do what you got to do to earn money, right? Like if your job requires that, your job requires that, but you're probably not living in accordance with your sleep chronotype. Like you should, you know, in an ideal world, maybe you, instead of sleeping from like, you know, nine to five, you'd sleep from 12 to eight. And like, unfor- it's, it's an unfortunate circumstance. So would, would that, that be better to- though? Like if you're still getting eight hours, does it matter? Like, are you saying like, well, here's the, I mean, if you're get, I would say that if you're getting eight hours, it doesn't necessarily matter, but a lot of people who are living in their, in the wrong sleep chronotype have issues falling asleep. So for example, if you are a late, a late night person and you're trying to go to bed at nine at night, you're going to have issues falling asleep, right? Whereas if you would just wait until one, one in the morning, you wouldn't have any issues falling asleep because that's Mm -hmm. when you naturally want to sleep. Yeah. See, I'm like, if, if I, if I can be in bed and fall asleep by like nine, then I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But then from like nine to 11, like if I miss the 11 o'clock window, then I'm like up all night. So like I have from like nine to 11 where like I can kind of force myself to get to sleep. But after 11, then like, I have a hard time going back to sleep or g- going to sleep. Um, That's interesting. I have, to, I have to take like melatonin and magnesium mm. and stuff every night, no matter what anyways. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, was the, what was the guy's original question? He just wanted to know like, what is the right amount of sleep for, for good recovery? Yeah. I mean, optimal sleep for performance and just human health in general is like seven to nine hours. And I would say just sleep as much as you possibly can. Um, Whereas there, I know there are some people who are like, I'll sleep as much as I possibly can. I mean, if you just let me do that, I could sleep 15 hours. That's not good. If you could go (laughs) to bed and sleep 15 hours right now, that means you're not getting enough sleep. Um, Like you should just, if you're sleeping eight hours a night, you should wake up after eight hours and be like, I can't sleep anymore. So, all right. Is that enough to talk about sleep? Yeah. That was an Scott, interesting topic. Scott, so you're going to Europe next week, so you can't pod at all? No. Are you bringing like, your they mic? They won't let you? Like, is that in your contract? Like, you can't bring a microphone no, with I you? No, I just don't. No, I'm going Dude, to are a you, camp. I will, are you uh, bringing your mic? What? Okay. Are you bringing your mic? Yeah, I'll probably bring my mic. Dude, you need to get another dude from Human Powered Health on, or a chick from Human Powered Health. I mean, we're, tech, we're bonk bros, but we're not, you know, take anyone. All right, I'll see what I can do. We've had at least one female guest on. Maybe two? Who? <laughs> Maybe two. I don't know. We've had two, right? Jenna Reinhardt, who's part of the Lifetime Grand Prix this year. That's dope. Um, I didn't even know that. Almost <laughs> not, yeah. you, weren't on, you weren't on that episode. You were gone. I don't remember. Yeah. Did we have another? Oh, yeah. We had uh, um, uh, Melissa, who, who yeah, was part Melissa. of the Grand Prix this year. Yep. 
Yeah. Dude, we were on a roll. We had two weeks in a row we had a female on. Then we just like went yeah. back to bros. <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, so we, how many questions do we have left? Cause we're going to need questions to get us through the winter. Um, yeah, that won't be a problem. We've got like, uh, I don't know. Let's see. Six, 12, 18. Oh geez. We still have like 22. Dope. I All thought right. we only had well, 20, but apparently we had like 30. Okay. So if you have, <laughs> if you have more questions, send them in. Can't guarantee we're going to get to them anytime soon, but we we don't have a lot of racing to talk about right now, so you need to send us questions. Yeah. So Scott's going to be out. We're going to have uh, we'll have someone to fill a spot next week. Might be Tyler Cloutier from last week. Might be Dizzle Dillman. Might, Might be, be both of them. Yeah, maybe both. Yeah. Is Drew going to be back from Europe next week? I don't know. Maybe he won't be. I just think it'd be cool to have him on to talk about like what it's like doing a World Cup. What it's like, like in the scrub zone? Yeah. And the, <laughs> no, no, the scrub. Isn't that the word scrum? The scrum, yeah. <laughs> the scrum, they call it the scrub zone, too, like the back. Yeah, I mean, dude. Like the middle to the yeah, back. Yeah, Drew is definitely the scrum in Europe, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All, right. All right, sweet. Later. See ya. Cool. See you guys.